morning, church. We're glad that you tuned in with us this morning, even though we're still isolated. Our hearts are one in Christ, and um, I'm thankful for that this morning. I, I just wanted to tell you and thank you, too, for praying for me. It's, it's getting a little better every time, and uh, therapy's getting a little easier. Uh, Sue's let up on me a little bit, and it doesn't hurt near as bad, and I appreciate that. I also had a message from uh, Pastor Jeff as well, and as he texted us and wanted to thank all of you for praying for him and through this whole Black Lives Matters situation that you've encouraged him and comforted him a little. And he, he said he loves you and he really appreciates that. So I wanted to tell you that this morning. Titleist message this morning is our fathers. Some of us men are fathers and some will become fathers and some will not. But the fact is this morning that uh, we all have had fathers and perhaps some of you still have your dad alive. Today, as uh, it's Father's Day 2020, I, I want to watch this clip. It's, it's, it's pretty poignant. Let's entitled, Tell Them Now. Let's watch. This is slightly intimidating. <laughs> Dad, what about me makes you proud? Oh, man. Um... Dad, what about me makes you proud? Dad, what about me makes you proud? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dad, what about me makes you proud? And I have to answer that one? Yes. <laughs> Just about everything that you do. You're loving. You're funny. I could go on and on. <laughs> what makes me proud about you is you just being yourself. I had trouble with alcohol. It was actually an intervention. Even with all the other people there, you were the, the real reason that I made the decision to go into the treatment center that I did. And uh, thank you. Thank you. You're helpful. Oh, you forgot the funny part. <laughs> Your attention to uh, hygiene. <laughs> Dad, I am grateful to you for choosing to stay when I was little. Mm -hmm. um, why am I crying? <laughs> At the time when I'm graduating and I'm packing up and leaving, then it's really going to hit me. And I think about a time when if you're not around, like that would be awful. <laughs> but like you're the you're the person that would always laugh. Dad, I'm grateful because we didn't know how long you were going to be with us, so we're so happy that you're still here. Dad, I'm proud of you for knowing that the most important thing was to just give your kids so much time. I've always been impressed by you. You made it easy. Thanks. I miss having the chance to just check in with you. I miss your sketchbooks. I love you. I love you too. You got it. We don't say it enough. Mm. Hey. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> it doesn't compute until they're gone. <laughs> so tell them now. It's sort of weird standing so close to you. <laughs>
isn't it? There are words that need to be said to fathers while they are alive. We can wait till we stand beside the casket and or go out to the graveyard and you look at a mound of dirt, but it's, it's not the same. Forty-some uh, years of ministry, I've seen tons of regrets with people with their parents that uh, they wish they had said what needed to be said while they were coherent and they could understand it. So uh, that's on each one of us, actually. Some of you perhaps have a, a problem with your dad today. Not all of us have been great dads, and I, I understand that, but nonetheless... In God's eyes, they're still your parents and they're still your father. And for you being a follower of Christ, you're the one that's supposed to <laughs> make restitution and bring peace. You know, Jesus said, Sermon on the Mount, we are the peacemakers. That's who we are, whether we want to admit it or not. That's who God has called us to be. You think about your dad. I, I was with my father uh, on his last night on this earth, and it was a terrible night, to tell you the truth. He had COPD really bad, and he couldn't breathe. And as he laid on his back, his lungs was filling. He was almost drowning, and he was in traction because he broke his hip. And he would say every so many minutes, Eddie, you got to get me up. I said, man, Dad, I can't get you up. And in the early morning dawn, my father passed into the waiting arms of his Savior. My dad crossed that river. Uh, it was a peaceful crossing, uh, and I knew when he left, he had to hold my hand. You know, as I stroked his forehead and kissed him goodbye, a hundred boyhood memories passed through my mind of warm summer nights. He loved dogs and hounds, and we'd sit out in the yard and listen to hounds run. Uh, that was one of his favorite things to do. And I remember that he was a big coon hunter, and he always had skins stretched up on the side of the barn. In summertime, we were close to a creek about near the courthouse, and We'd take a bar of soap and some shampoo and take a bath in the creek. I rode in the gas truck with him. He was a standard oil agent. And I remember uh, he would, we would go to country stores and eat bologna sandwiches and get candy. And my dad was a smoker, so he'd always, always got a pack of those uh, candy cigarettes. I always have it rolled up in my <laughs> T-shirt like a big guy. I remember the grief and the agony that I saw him suffer over the death of my mom. After mom died, he slept with me for probably seven or eight months. And what a tremendous sense of security that brought into my life as mom left that home. He tried to fill that with that. But well, I was bummed out when he quit sleeping with me because there's no boogeyman worth of salt that's hiding under your bed or whatever will dare to mess with you when your dad's in bed with you. And I remember my dad's accomplishments in life. When he was in high school, he ran track, and he got fourth in the state in the 440, and he always told me that somebody cut in front of him, or he'd have won. As a senior, he won the state livestock judging contest in Champaign, Illinois. And I, I always think he had a secret desire to be a vet, but he never did pursue. He ran a successful standard oil business, respected in our small community, I was proud of my dad. I give him too much hard, a hard time over the years, and I miss him. My sister Barbara said that when I left for the Marine Corps, when you was there, as soon as you got there, you had to box all your civilian clothes up and send them home. And um, she said when he went to the post office to pick.
and that's the only time I really saw him cry other than my mom's death. The night before my wedding, I was we were sitting on the porch swing, swinging, and he gave me his blessing, and he said, you love that girl, you marry her, and I did. For some fathers, it's tough when the kids leave home. You know, I've heard a lot of parents say, man, I can't wait till kids get out of the house. I, that wasn't me. And uh, I think there's a day that you realize that the familiar tune and lyrics from Fiddler on the Roof become true in your life as a father. Is this the little girl I carried? Is this the little boy at play? I don't remember growing older. When did they? When did she get to be? When did she get to be a beauty? When did he grow so tall? Wasn't it yesterday when they were small? Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, swiftly fly the days. And boy, do they ever. Our cycle of life continues. We're born, we live, we die. That alters, what alters this cycle is our relationship to Jesus Christ. Because in Christ, this earthly body dies, it stays here, dust to dust. But not the real you, not the core, not your soul. When God breathed life into Adam's nostrils, he made us immortal. And every human being that was born, that will ever be born, has the breath of God in them in that sense that he has given them an immortal soul. Who, when we die, goes on 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 in the continuing fellowship of God Almighty. We birth into eternity. We honor you fathers today. We love you and we appreciate you. But you know, our ultimate father is our heavenly father, the maker of all life, lover of all people, including you and I. So I ask you this morning, men, women, children, how are you and the heavenly father getting along? How is your communication going with him? Is it continuous? Is it every day? Have you developed a really strong prayer life? Jesus was constantly in communication with his heavenly Father. In Luke 11 and Matthew 6, we read these words from Christ. Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven. Give us our food for today and forgive us our sins just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The Lord's Prayer, it's a model prayer from Jesus himself to stay in close communication with our Heavenly Father. It's about prayer. It's about talking with God. Amazon has over 13,000 books listed on prayer. It surprised many people in the country a few years ago when a small book entitled The Prayer of Jabez knocked Harry Potter from the number one spot on the New York Times bestseller list. Over 50% of Americans have said that they pray daily, and every Sunday Christians across the world recite the Lord's Prayer. Here's three beneficial truths about the Lord's Prayer for us today. So as we look at 
Matthew 6 and Luke 11, the Scripture tells us that Jesus, tells us plainly that Jesus' disciples saw Jesus pray, and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus didn't give the Lord's Prayer as a formula, as an incantation to recite, but a model. Not here's what to pray, but Jesus said, here's how to pray. Pray like this, he said. Number one, prayers learned. Many of you perhaps have learned a foreign language. How'd you learn it? You learn it by speaking it. You learn it by rote, by doing it over and over and over. People read books. They've listened to the net and CDs to know that language, but nothing brings it home like speaking the language. I know with some of the Russians that we have met over the years in our trips, the same with the Haitians as well, when they learn English, if they don't use it, they lose it. And I, I think it may be the same with prayer to a degree. It takes a lot of practice. There are times when I've prayed and my mind has wandered and I've asked God to forgive me. When the words won't come like I want them to come, actually, or when I get sidetracked. I'm not using this for an excuse, but if you got a little ADHD in it, the prayer's a little, a little harder. It's hard to focus on that, and that's one thing that, above everything else, that we should focus on. Do you want to grow in prayer? Learn it. Pray with others. Read books and prayers on prayer. Watch how Jesus prayed, and watch how the heroes of the Bible prayed frequently and often. Listen to the prayers. Read them over and over again. Second truth, God is to be approached as a loving Father and not a distant deity. There are 66 words in the Lord's Prayer. 24 focus on the Father who he is, 28, focus on the needs and issues. It often seems that we focus too much on uh, the, the needs instead of who God is. Prayer is also a time to praise him, to adore him. A lot of people follow the Acts prayer. A is for adoration, C is confession, T is thanksgiving, and S is supplication. A lot of times we miss the first couple, three, and then we go right to the last one. I need, I need, I need, I need, which is okay. But, boy, it, it sure makes it different when you practice adoring and praising God. You should practice that this week on your way to work, when you're in the bathroom. doesn't matter. It's hard to do, but it's worth trying. I first tried it, and I realized that I don't just need to practice praying, but I need to praise God. It gives us a different frame of mind. Lord, I adore you today. I adore you for who you are and your majesty and your omniscience and all his attributes. We start saying those things and it helps us focus on him because if we start out with supplication, I need, I need, I need, it kind of, we bypass that part of it. This is a new concept in Jewish thinking. They believed that God's name could not be spoken. It was the unpronounceable name, that the name of God, Yahweh, was way too sacred or holy even to speak, let alone write it. David Jeremiah writes in the prayer, The Great Adventure, the writers of the Old Testament had a much different concept of their relationship to God than we do today. When the scribes who copied the Old Testament scriptures wrote the word of God, Yahweh, they would throw away their pen, never to use it again. They reasoned that once it had written the word Yahweh, the pen was disqualified to write anything else. It was not worthy. A sacred and holy name, and we think about how casually, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes we use the name of God today. God is Father, but 
his name is hallowed. Did you hear about the one where the little boy who recited the Lord's Prayer saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, how do you know my name? <laughs> hallowed means holy. It's reverent. Treat God's name and the things of God as holy. JFK was president of the United States. Time magazine published photos of his children, John Jr. and Caroline, playing with their toys on the floor of the Oval Office. Well, those images captured the hearts of the American people like nothing before or since. Why? I think it because it bridged a gap between two thoughts. Kennedy was president of the United States, the most powerful nation on earth, but he was also a father. He held ultimate political power in the free world, but playing at his feet were two little kids who called him daddy. Third benefit. Third beneficial truth of the Lord's Prayer. Prayer deals with our past, our present, and the future. Our past. Forgive us our trespasses. It's conditional. Don't ask God to forgive you if we're unwilling to forgive others if they have wronged you. Future. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Jesus even did this in the Garden of Gethsemane when he faced crucifixion the next day. Lord, if you can, let this cup pass from me. But then he ended and he said, but your will be done. Thy will, your will, not mine. This is the hardest prayer that you and I have to pray, I do believe. To pray and trust and let God's will be done, especially if God's will is not the same as ours. Sadly, God's will is not the same as ours. A lot of us have our own map, our own life mapped out the way we think it should be. And when we come to prayer, we want to tell God what to do. We want to tell God how it's going to be. Now, Lord, I'm going to do this and this and this, and you're going to do this. It don't work that way. It's God's will because God knows a lot more than you and I of what's good for us because he's such a good, good father. Present. The future, the past, now the present. Give us today our daily bread. Notice that it's today's bread. It's not tomorrow's. And it's our needs and not necessarily our want. This verse here gives us a clue how we should pray. Ask for tomorrow's bread tomorrow. Pray to God daily. Whatever your needs are, bring them to God in a daily basis. Even if you think they're petty, you go ahead and you ask, and you lay them before the Father. Our Heavenly Father delights in giving us good gifts the same way you delight in giving good gifts to your children as well as they need them. Ask specifically, ask confidently, ask persistently, ask with faith. Just don't give up. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, pray like this. Then in Matthew 11, or Luke 11, Jesus said, this is how that you should pray. Luke 11, 1 through 4. Once when Jesus had been out praying, one of his disciples came to him as he finished and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come soon. Give us our food day by day and forgive us our sins, just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Heavenly Father, that's, that's our Father. It's our Dad. It's our Papa. It's our Abba. So I say to you, I hope that your relationship with the Heavenly Father is tight. 
It's the most important relationship that we can have on earth. And I say to you dads out there, happy Father's Day. I hope your relationship with your Heavenly Father is where it's supposed to be. I pray you and God are in constant communication, praising Him and asking Him for wisdom, for guidance and direction as you lead your family. God's put you at the head of your family. He's put you as the spiritual leader. If anything spiritual goes on in your house, it should come through you first. I know a lot of moms have stepped in the gap because dads have shirked that responsibility. Because our closeness to God greatly reflects how we love our wives and our children and other family members and friends and all those people in life and your spheres of influence that God has interjected you into. If you don't have a relationship with Christ today, I'm here to tell you that you can. Right here, right now, is as good a time as any. Romans chapter 10, we read these words. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message says, is the very message about faith that we preach. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in Jesus in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the Scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on Him. For anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that, my friends, is the formula for salvation. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You ask Him to forgive your sins and to come into your heart. And that's, that's how you come to Christ. If your father's alive, let him know today how much you love him. This is what your heavenly father would have you to do today. Let them know today. It was like that, like that clip earlier. Lord, I thank you for dads and for fathers. I pray a special blessing on them right now. I, I hope they all understand the great responsibility that you have placed upon them as being the spiritual leader of the home. And I just ask that you would just enlighten them this morning on that issue. Thank you for loving us, God, and I bless these fathers. In these times, it's time to step up and be, I know it's time for us to step up and be who you've called us to be, but I think it applies to fathers as well. So bless them this morning, Lord, and as we close that in this, moment that we let you, our Heavenly Father, know how much we love and appreciate you as well. We give you praise and glory for who you are. For we ask all these things in the precious name of Christ. Amen. God bless you. Happy Father's Day.